Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And she found her voice in the end. Mm. Mm. I know exactly what you're talking about for a change. I nearly went with a spoiler for something else, but I decided to keep it keep it nice and water related. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. So Maddie D and I have seen all the trailers for Aquaman and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. What is it called? Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> and we're here to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. Now, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can. Because in cinemas right now, and I'm very excited about this one, is Godzilla minus one. Mm, very excited for that one. Can't wait to see it. We should run out and see it straight after recording this. Except we've recorded this a week in advance, so it's not technically out yet. But it is out in Japan. Let's fly over to Japan and see it. Let's do it. By the time we get there, it'll be out here. <laughs> so, Aquaman. So, the character of Aquaman first appeared in More Fun Comics issue number 73 in November 1941. Now, Manny D, I know almost nothing about Aquaman. Can you please explain to anybody who might be living under a rock, like me, who exactly Aquaman is? Mm-hmm. So, Aquaman, his real name is Arthur Curry. He- I had no idea that he had a real name. <laughs> I thought he was just Aquaman. <laughs> yes. Uh, his father was a lighthouse keeper. His mother was an Atlantean queen, making him the true-born king of Atlantis. He's a half-breed. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. And essentially, he has powers to speak with the fish. Wow, useful. Breathe underwater. So, basically, he's only useful if he's in a water environment. Mm-hmm. So, outside of that, he's not really... Capable as a superhero, except in the movie iterations of Aquaman. So, he's a pretty good fighter, just standardly he's a pretty good fighter on land, but his real domain is in the water, and he's a member of the Justice League, of course. He's one of the the big superheroes of the DC universe, but yeah, yeah, primarily his his gift is underwater. He has a triton, I think that's important to point out. Because I noticed in the the movie from uh, 2018, which this is a sequel to, Mm -hmm. that they made him a lot more competent on land than I think he had been in the past. Yeah, so Aquaman, I think, has been a little bit of the joke of DC for some time, the little black sheep of the family, if you will. Uh, And I think over time, they've tried to make Aquaman more and more of a badass. In the comics as well, they've included powers like he can talk to other animals other than like the fish. He can talk to like land animals as well. And he can also like power the water in human beings. So they make him a little bit more powerful as the comics go on. But traditionally, yeah, he's mainly the underwater guy. So I feel like they've really tried hard with the Snyderverse, aka the DCEU, which is now just the DCU. I feel like they've tried really hard to make him as masculine as possible. Oh, yeah. Like, they've definitely tried to dude him up a fair well, bit. They than, cast uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, of course. So, speaking of Jason Momoa, so his Aquaman first appeared in Batman v Superman all the way back in 2016. I had no idea he was in that movie. In fact, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> and, of course, he appeared in Justice League in 2017 and finally had his own movie in 2018 with Aquaman. Now, Aquaman apparently made $1.1 billion in the worldwide box office, making it the most successful DC movie ever made. Can you believe that? Yeah, when I read that, I was really surprised. And one of the highest grossing superhero movies of all time. Can you believe it? Jesus Christ. So, Matty D, what is your history with Aquaman and more specifically Aquaman in movies? So, I was aware of Aquaman when I was very young. I was really into Batman. So, I became, you know, interested in Superman, The Flash, Green Lantern. And then I stumbled upon this guy called Aquaman. And you know what I thought as a kid? How lame. I thought he was really cool. He's this guy. He looks like Poseidon. He's got long hair and a beard. He's got a triton. The Aquaman that I'm aware of has a hook for a hand, which I thought was Oh, really yes, cool. I remember that one. And I was like, well, he could he can swim everywhere. He's how much of the earth is water, right? So most of it. Pretty much pretty much the most powerful being on earth, right? Yeah. So I as thought as long he, as he's in water. I thought he was really cool, but as I grew up, 
it became cool to kind of dump on Aquaman. So mm. I would be like, oh, Aquaman's lame. Oh, all he does is talk to the fish and ride seahorses. But deep down, deep down, Kieran, I kind of had a soft spot for Aquaman. And I always thought that an Aquaman movie would have been really, really cool, especially because I have a real soft spot for superheroes that kind of have lame or unusual powers, like the Metal Man, like uh, the Doom Patrol. If you want to talk about movie versions like X-Men or Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think- Eternals. Eternals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think- when you make movies about these kind of superheroes, you're kind of like offbeat ones. Yeah, you're you're more. F- you were there day one to see Blue Beetle, weren't you? <laughs> no, moving is, on. No, is the answer to <laughs> that. Moving on. Well, I didn't hear good things about that particular. But anyway, moving on. I didn't uh, hear anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we did we didn't cover it. So no. um. You know, you know, I'm all about the podcast, but I think that like there's a lot of opportunity with movies about sort of lame, offbeat heroes where you can have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot mm. of freedom to kind of do whatever you want. You can I mean, make it look what they did with Thor. Yeah, well, look what they did with um, Guardians. Like, exactly, you can make it as quirky as you want. So I always thought that Aquaman had the potential to be a really, really good movie, and I was always really excited for the day where they made an Aquaman movie, even though they didn't seem to have a lot of faith in it. And I went into I went into the cinemas to see at the Aquaman movie when it was when it was opened, mm-hmm. and back in twenty eighteen. I didn't know what I was expecting, but when I sat down and I watched it, I really had a good time. I thought it was hilarious for reasons they intended it to be hilarious and reasons mm. why, I, and hilarious uh, in ways that they probably didn't intend for it to be. But yeah. I tell you what, I had a blast in that movie. I think it was the best movie I watched that year, or one of, as far oh, as like, an enjoyable audience wow. um, experience. 2018 must be a low bar, too. <laughs> I'm curious what else came out that year. So, that's my relationship with the King of Atlantis in a nutshell. What, what is yours? Um, I have no history with Aquaman, <laughs> so I haven't seen any of the other movies that he's in. The only thing that I've ever seen Aquaman in was in one episode of Peacemaker. He has mm-hmm. a cameo, mm-hmm. and it's strongly suggested that he has sex with fish. So that's, <laughs> that's all that's I pretty it. much knew about Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah. I've never seen like a cartoon with Aquaman in it. I've never read a comic with Aquaman he's in it. He's in the Justice Friends, isn't he? Yeah, I think he was, that but was I never watched that. One of his big sort of appearances. I'm not a big superhero fan, so I'm not going to go out of my way to watch anything really superhero related. So I never watched any of that stuff growing up. I guess my first exposure to Aquaman, aside from that Peacemaker episode, was I sat down and I put on the movie yesterday mm. in preparation for writing the notes for this episode. And I you sat- put on the movie, yes. yeah. So I sat down and I said, I have very little time. Ah. And I really couldn't be asked with this. So okay. I will tolerate as much of the movie as humanly possible <laughs> and then write my notes. Okay. How much of the movie did you watch? So the ten, whole thing, right? So 10 minutes in, I had the movie switched off <laughs> and I started writing my notes going, I, I'll, whole, the first 10 minutes was a childhood flashback. I just want to point that out. Yes. And I was instantly- That's an like, origin story. I was instantly like, no, thank you. And then um, once I finished writing my notes, I came back to the movie. I put it back on again. And I got an hour and 35 minutes into the movie before I turned it off because I was like, I cannot, I cannot deal with this anymore. <laughs> I found it incredibly boring. Wow. And so, but here's the thing. So, after that 10-minute childhood flashback, there's a sequence in the movie where, like, Black Manta and his father are trying to steal a submarine from mm. some Russians. And uh, Aquaman bursts into the submarine and beats everybody up with, like, the, the, the door to the submarine. Like the the regular sort of like porthole door. And I thought that scene was really fun. I thought I really enjoyed that fight scene. And I was like, oh, great. This is going to be like a really fun sort of campy, almost like Thor Ragnarok-esque movie from this point. And I'm like, this this is going to be a good time. (laughs) Who cares if it's two and a half hours long? I'm going to have a great time. And then 
it just never got better after that. <laughs> so as soon as they went under the water and everything was just like, everything just looked like floating CGI. Under the sea. So it just looked like they had faces, like they had faces on CGI bodies with CGI hair for 90% of the movie. And I just couldn't deal with how ugly that looked. Yeah, you didn't like the long flowing hair of uh, no. Willem Dafoe? No, of, nobody. I didn't like Willem Dafoe's man bun. <laughs> and yeah, it was just, it just became a standard CGI heavy superhero origin story, and I hate those. So and a I fish watched- out of water story, pun yeah, intended. Well, it's a fish in water, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, so I turned it off an hour and thirty five minutes into it. I never intend to finish watching the movie, and it's only through obligation that I have to watch this nonsense. <laughs> yes, yes. No, th- I'm not surprised, Kieran. I didn't think this would be your type of movie, but maybe this next movie will be. Well, I have to watch it, so it better be. <laughs> so. Let's get into it. So, let's talk about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So, this movie, quite like the 2018 movie, is being directed by James Wan. Oh, no. (laughs) One of my least favourite directors of all time. The man who brought us Malignant. One of my least favourite horror movies in recent history. And he also brought us the Conjuring movies. We, you know how much we love those. He love wrote them. He wrote the Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. (laughs) One of our least favourite horror movies on this show. And he also brought us most of the Saw movies. They're not that bad, but that was when he first started. It's been a long time since then. He brought us the Insidious movies. The less we say about those movies, the better. But yeah, when I saw his name come up in the credits for that first movie, I was like, oh no, I'm going to hate this. (laughs) And I was right. (laughs) So yeah, he's coming back to... uh, He's also the writer of Megan, let's not forget. And we all know how I felt about that movie. Classic. So yeah, well... Aside from James Wan directing it, and I really wish he wasn't, I wish they had like a Taika Waititi or someone, mm-hmm. and maybe even a James Gunn coming in and filling in the helm instead of James Wan. Would be cool. But, but James a, Cameron. Yeah. I, I was getting a lot of Avatar to the way of water <laughs> vibes from uh, that first Aquaman <laughs> movie. Might have a bigger budget than they could do a lot of cool stuff. Well, it has the same budget. It's yeah. about $200 million, Yeah. Which, yeah, they need all that budget to do the hair, the, the wavy <laughs> hair underwater. So... Aside from the fact that James Wan is directing it, what else do we know about this new movie so far? Yeah, so there's about two trailers for this movie and one teaser. There's a few international trailers out. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, I did. Uh, There wasn't too much more information in those. No, no. So the premise of this movie looks to be that Aquaman is balancing being Aqua Dad and Aqua King. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, his old foe, the Mantis, comes back into the fold. Black Mantis. Black Mantis. and Which is a very sort of uh, outdated name for a black superhero. It is up there with like Black Lightning and Black Panther. Yeah. Back when they had to give it, back in the 60s, whenever they introduced like a black superhero, they always had to have black in their name. What well, was Mantis? And, and Black Mantis was no exception. Okay. Was Mantis? Black Manta, sorry. Was Mantis His name's not Mantis at all, it's Manta. <laughs> Manta. completely threw me off there. Manta. His name is Manta. So, Black Manta comes into the fold and kidnaps Aqua Baby. Yeah. I and, called him a different name. And, and Aquaman needs to reunite with his brother. Yep. Orm. The Ocean Master. Ocean Master. Did you get up to that bit at least? He said that he wanted to be Ocean Master about 200 times throughout the course of the movie <laughs> in the hour and a half that I actually watched. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely heard him say Ocean Master. So, that is the sort of rough plot we can see of this movie. We see a lot of other things in it, like Aquaman running around, swimming around, finding different creatures, yeah. a lot of CGI stuff here. Why do people who can breathe and live underwater need submarines? That's what I want to know. I guess it's like the cars of Atlantis. Who? Yeah, I don't think they need it. 
But they're always travelling around in submarines, even though they can breathe underwater. Manta uses it. No, I'm talking about the Atlanteans specifically. I think it's just to get to A to B faster. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I mean, these movies don't need logic, Kieran. Like the cars, yeah. Or the, the, well, I mean, they had an octopus playing the drums, so I guess <laughs> if, if, the, if the fact that the Atlanteans have, like, underwater cars, that's probably the least of my issues. Yeah. So, I do actually have the synopsis for this movie. Would you like to hear that? Yes. This is from Warner Brothers themselves. So, they say... When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. That's it. Ooh. Doesn't even tell us who he's teaming up with. Thank goodness we have the trailers that, <laughs> and the, you know, I think Wikipedia page telling us specifically that he's teaming up with his brother Orm, his uh, estranged brother Orm, the full breed Orm, because <laughs> they said half breed about 200 times <laughs> in that first movie. <laughs> So, should we talk about who's in this movie and then dive straight into our plot predictions? Let's. So, returning as the character of Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman, is Jason Momoa, who, of course, we've talked about before because he was the villain in Fast X. Yes. And he was great in that movie. He's a show stealer, right? Yeah, he was really good in it. The same cannot be said for him in Aquaman because uh, alongside Amber Heard, two worst actors in that movie. <laughs> I thought he was I think fine. it was just the material. Yeah. In the direction. Sure, sure. The material, maybe. But I, th- I thought he was fine. He- I definitely liked him more in movies he appeared in as Aquaman, like Justice League. Right, and okay. V Superman. Uh, maybe less is more. Who knows? Well, I only saw one sentence from him in uh, Peacemaker, <laughs> so that's all I'd seen. But yeah, uh, maybe he's going to bring some of that Fast X energy. Let's not forget as well, James Wan did bring us Fast and Furious 7, which yeah. was one of my favorites. So he has done some good stuff. So hopefully he brings that energy to this movie. So next up... Playing the character of uh, Orm Marius, who, of course, we've already mentioned. He's Aquaman's brother. is Patrick Wilson. Of course, we've talked about before. He was in The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Another James Wan project. He produced that and wrote it. Didn't direct it. Next up, playing the character, returning as the character of Mera. Much to everybody's surprise, is Amber Heard. So much drama with this casting or with this return of casting. Apparently, there was a petition to get her removed from the movie that got like over a million signatures. And something like Elon Musk got involved and stuff. Yeah. People really didn't want her involved with this movie. Well, for a while, it looked like she wasn't going to be in it. It still doesn't look like she's in it. And if you're looking at the trailers, it doesn't look like she is. Apparently, she's greatly reduced from what I hear. Like she is relegated to a background character in this movie. She was awful in that first movie, so uh, I'm glad that she's relegated to a background character. I'd never seen Amber Heard in a movie before in my life, and I don't think I ever want to again. I don't think you will. Well, I'm going to see this one, aren't I? So, technically counts. So, next up, playing the character of Black Manta, returning as Black Manta, a.k.a. David Kane. I didn't refer to him as David Kane at all in my flood prediction. Yeah, me neither. Is Yahya Abdul-Medin II. We've seen him before. Where have we seen him before, Matty D? Remind me, Kieran. I love putting him on the spot because he has no idea who I'm talking about. You know Yahya Abdul-Medin II? Was he in the sequel to... Coming to America? No. No? <laughs> he was Anthony in Candyman, first of all. Ah. And he was- Of course. He was Morpheus in uh, The Matrix Resurrection. Two standout movies. I can't believe I didn't remember them. You just have no- You just act blind, aren't you? Well, we'll see. So, next up, playing the character of Atlanta is Nicole Kidman. Matty mm-hmm. D's buddy. Yeah. Matty D worked my, on a project with buddy. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, very closely. Yeah, and you saw her family. Keith Urban was there. <laughs> Everybody's seen her family. What in are you pers- talking about? In person, I'm saying. I, yeah, I guess, yeah. Not everyone could say they've seen Nicole Kidman uh, in person. I, I, I wouldn't say, like, I, I've, I saw them. <laughs> you, anyway. You were, you were anyway. told not to look at them. <laughs> you weren't allowed not, to make eye not, contact. Let's not go there. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Okay. So, it's all above board. <laughs> Your agent doesn't listen to this show anyway. So, next up, playing the character, returning as the character of Nereus, is Dolph Lundgren. 
of course, we've talked about before on this podcast. When did we talk about Dolph Lundgren? Uh, would that be Expendables? Yes, Expendables 4. So you remember that one because it was recent. Yeah. Candyman we talked about years ago. I hated Candyman. Yeah, didn't we all? <laughs> Matty D, what are your thoughts on Candyman? This is the best Candyman movie I've seen. Okay. Matrix. Oh, boy. I hated Matrix We'll more. get to that. We'll get to Matrix Resurrections in a couple of weeks, but oh boy. But yeah, uh, I didn't include the character of Narius at all in my plot because I just didn't know how he worked in. Wasn't Me in the trailer, and I think I think he's just going to be in the background. Yeah, he wasn't doing much in that first movie. He did anyway, nothing from what I saw. He could have had a big uh, action scene at the end. I don't know. Here's the thing about that first movie as well. Another yes. reason that I turned it off. I knew the actors who were appearing in this movie, so I knew that nobody was going to be killed off in that movie, and that everything was going to work out. So I'm like, well, I know what's going to happen. There's literally no tension whatsoever. <laughs> In this movie, nobody's going to die. But yeah, will that be the case in this movie? We'll find out. Next up, returning is the character of Dr. Stephen Shin. Yes, I did get up to the part in the movie where he had his little scene. Is Randall Isn't that the post-credit scene? No, there is a post-credit scene with him in it, which I didn't see. But he did appear on the news right near the start of the movie. Okay. Uh, he was on a talk show, actually. And they're like, well, I don't know why we keep bringing you onto this talk show. You're always talking <laughs> shit. Uh, he's obsessed with finding Atlantis. Uh, we've seen Randall Park before in one of our episodes before, in one of our podcast episodes before. He was in Ant-Man and the Ant-Man? Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. He's in like one second of that movie. Very much a cameo. And last, but certainly not least, returning as the character of Tom Curry, who is Aquaman's human <laughs> father, is Tamora Morrison, who, of course, we've talked about before in Dora and the Lost City of Gold, as well as he does have a cameo in The Flash as the same character. Does he? Yep. Cool. And I always love seeing Tamora Morrison in anything, because, of course, he was uh, Jake the Moose in Once Were Warriors, which I'm always referencing on this podcast. So let's get into our plots, and it's only fair that I go first this time, because I believe Matty D went first last time. Go ahead. How do you feel? Uh, I had no time to write this plot, mm. and when I sat down to do it, I was like, eh, I'll just half-ass it. Did you? I'll just do a couple of sentences and uh, just you okay. know come up with the rest on the fair show. Enough. Sometimes that's the, your best stuff. Ended up writing four pages. Ah, there we go. <laughs> now, before you get started, you, we talked about the post-credit scene. Do you know what's in that post-credit scene? I don't care. You don't care? I don't care at all. It's uh, it's Chin with Black Manta. Sure. I don't know if that feeds into your plot at all. Doesn't matter. I don't care. All right. At least I worked him into the plot. That's good enough for me. I don't know what their relationship is like, and I don't care. So let's get into it. Take it away. I think the movie is going to start with a flashback. Not a childhood flashback, because we had a childhood flashback at the start of the first movie, (laughs) and we don't need another 10-minute childhood flashback sequence. So we're flashing all the way back. It's going to be like the opening of Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, and we're going to be introduced to King Atlan, who we did see in that first movie in flashbacks who was the original ruler of Atlantis, the first king of Atlantis, I believe they said he was, mm-hmm. and he was ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yeah, the Seven Seas, Seven Kingdoms, yes. Oh, I get it, I get it now. Uh, is the Seven Kingdoms like a factor? And I know they they brought up the Lost Kingdom in the first movie as well, which is presumably the Lost Kingdom that, the, that's in the title of this movie. Yeah, did they bring up what, sorry? They mentioned that in the first movie. Oh, okay. They just referred to it as the Lost Kingdom. And right. I'm like, aha, there you go, that's, they're tying it in. They've thought this through. Presumably so. So, Atlantis is attacked by an army of deep-sea monsters, led by the evil King Cordax, who wields a black trident. But Atlan is able to defeat King Cordax and his army using his magic trident. He's got his own special one. (laughs) The same one that Aquaman uses, presumably. Mm. I don't know. I didn't get that far into the first movie to know where he gets his special trident from. That's correct. Yeah, he gets it from... Oh, I did see that part. He goes into like an an ancient temple and gets that trident. That's right. And you said that he pees on the mechanism to No, he sweats on it. But but that doesn't happen. They talk about peeing on it. Yeah, that's right. gag. And I I think I laugh for like a full 15 minutes straight at that gag. No, that's the point where I turn the movie off. (laughs) 
So he defeats the army with his magic tri- Atlan, that is, with his magic trident, and he seals away the Black Trident and King Cordax in separate locations rather than destroying them. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Makes sense. So then we cut to modern day, and at the Curry Lighthouse, Aquaman and his father, Tom Curry, are doing the harker in front of Mera and Atlanta. So Aquaman now has a baby, Fishboy. Fishboy? Yep, that's his name in my plot. So his name is actually Arthur Jr., Arthur Curry Jr. And they just Jr. call him Jr. in the trailer. And they just call him Jr., but I'm going to call him Fishboy just to add a little bit of spice. So Aquaman sees Fishboy talking to some pet goldfish, and he's proud of his son. He's like, you're going to be just like your papa. And then Atlanta comes in and eats the pet goldfish, and Tom comes in and says, Cook the man some fucking eggs, bitch! Uh, I was going to make you some eggs. Cook the man some fucking eggs. I see you've taken this plot very seriously. Yes, so Aquaman changes Fishboy's nappy, and we have a hilarious moment where Fishboy pees on Aquaman's face. So it goes like straight into his mouth, and he's like... <laughs> yeah, well, he can breathe underwater, so he's fine. <laughs> Can you breathe under piss? Same thing. We are stooping so low this episode. We we always wag our fingers at movies that resort to potty humor. But this is just your prediction but of the movie. We're not a multi-million dollar industry. We're just a shitty podcast. So Aquaman and Tom then share a Guinness at the kitchen table. And Aquaman says to Tom that he doesn't know how his father managed having a baby. I love that. I love to imagine Tom has piss on his face as well. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, got me too. <laughs> just went everywhere yeah. like a tidal wave well he can control the water you yeah know? <laughs> no that's what Mera does Mera comes in <laughs> yeah, is like just leaves. manipulating the pee so it goes everywhere and so Tom says my job was a little less stressful than yours and Aquaman goes to bed only to find that Mera has shat on it because <laughs> it's Amber Heard allegedly 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 she did say to, it was the dog we have to take dog. a court case to see this through <laughs> yes so right, don't go the smear- rest of my plot you don't need to be smearing her name we, we don't want to get does, she did enough right? smearing herself <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the rest of the plot is just going to be Aquaman and Mera in like court <laughs> no I won't go there so the next morning Aquaman wakes up groggy and gets his green pants from the clothesline he dives into the ocean and swims to Atlantis where he rules over the kingdom as its peaceful king we have a few impressive shots of Atlantis and this is where we'll finally get our title screen so as Bang. the camera's like panning around Atlantis we'll get Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom over the, the CGI beautifulness and this will be about, you know, geez, 10 minutes or so into the movie. Like in the first movie. Cool. So, since they couldn't get Willem Dafoe back for this movie, they'll just say that his character died off screen. <laughs> he got sick and died like uh, Black Panther. Meanwhile, we join Black Manta and marine biologist Dr. Stephen Shin. Using their submarine and diving suits. So, Dr. Stephen Shin's in a submarine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Black Manta's in his Black Manta diving suit. In his large helmet. Yes, that shoots out lasers. The two baddies are exploring an ancient underwater site. Black Manta finds the Black Trident sealed away in a chamber, and when he grasps it, he's instantly possessed by the spirit of King Korax, who I called King Korax before, but it's King Korax, actually. King Korax commands Black Manta to release him from his prison, and in exchange, he'll give Black Manta all his powers. But in order to free King Korax, Black Manta needs the heir to Atlantis, who we presume is Aquaman. This is something from the trailer, of Mm -hmm. course. Black Manta declares that he's going to kill Aquaman, murder his family, and burn his kingdom to ash. Burn his underwater kingdom. Yeah, that's what I wondered about too. I'm like, how are you going to do that, Black Manta? Can you start fire? Corax is like, yeah, sure, you do that. Yes. 
So whenever Black Manta is possessed by King Korax, his eyes will glow green and he will have all the same powers as Aquaman, essentially. Because mm-hmm. he's from that same lineage. Yeah. He's from, he was he's a, a king. He's a king of uh, one of the seven Maybe kingdoms. he was the brother of Atlan. Who knows? But I'm just making this up on the spot. <laughs> so also, wielding the Black Trident allows Black Manta to command King Korax's army of deep sea monsters. Mm-hmm. So they look a bit like zombies and they've got like krakens and all sorts of stuff that just follow him around. So, Dr. Shin reminds Black Manta that he still hasn't taken him to Atlantis like he promised. And Black Manta says, oh, we'll go to Atlantis, all right. Let's go right now. He just has to be good. Yes. It's a Christmas treat. As long as you eat your dinner and all your vegetables, we'll go to, <laughs> we'll go t- to Atlantis. going to turn this submarine around. So, Black Manta, Dr. Shin, and the Dark Army attack Atlantis. And we have a long, drawn-out CGI fight scene. Aquaman and Atlanta hold their own against Black Manta. But the baddies manage to get away and Atlantis is left in shambles. Now, I've now decided, in my notes that is, that King Korax is trapped in ice, so like in Antarctica or something like an iceberg, and Black Manta is attempting to increase the effects of global warming in order to thaw him out. Huh? <laughs> so he's There's like, no other way that he could thaw him out? He's too, this, the ice is way too <laughs> way thick. Way too thick. Okay. It's way too thick. The only way is to like melt, melt the uh, icebergs and the ice caps. Are you having a shot at Eternals again? <laughs> uh, they didn't do that in Eternals. Milana tells Aquaman that Black Manta must be stopped or global meltdown will be imminent because of all the, you know, greenhouse gases. That's the only way that I could work that line. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Whatever. It's, it's global warming. Who cares? So Aquaman goes on a journey to find Black Manta, but he decides that he can't do it on his own. So Aquaman travels to a prison in the desert in order to break out his brother Orm. Aquaman gets a special stealth suit that allows him to turn invisible <laughs> since every superhero sequel needs an needs alternate it. outfit. So they can sell the toys because then they could just recycle the same toys from last movie. But they can't do that if he has a different outfit. I also looked at all the toys, so which is how I knew what King Korax's name was. That's how you found it because I tried to find his name and I couldn't find it. Yeah, well, I so, search high and low for this uh, for these predictions. You got to look at the Lego sets, man. <laughs> didn't we learn anything I, I from uh, previous time. movies? Orm's prison is being guarded by CGI monstrosities and Aquaman stealths his way to Orm's cell. But all bets are off once Aquaman releases a very disheveled Orm from his cell and the two fight their way back to the ocean in an impressive CGI fight scene, which won't be over long at all. <laughs> so Orm is reluctant to work alongside Aquaman, but he doesn't want to see his mother or Atlantis come to harm because it was his old kingdom after all. Of course. Orm gets a shave and a haircut and the two go on an Indiana Jones-esque adventure looking for, for something. <laughs> I couldn't work out what. Oh, okay. Since I have no real idea what they're doing, um, I'll just say that Aquaman and Orm are looking for Black Manta's base of operations. Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, you know, Black Mantis is the threat, right? Yeah, and they're gonna find him because you know, stop he's, him. He's releasing, uh, presumably, CO two <laughs> greenhouse gases somewhere to uh, increase the hole in the ozone layer. So he's gonna find where he's doing that. So their travels bring them to a tropical island where Aquaman throws himself into a giant statue in order to create a bridge over a ravine. They eventually find Black Manta in Dr. Shin's lair, and here Aquaman and Orm learn about Black Manta's plan to release King Korax from his icy prison. We have another obligatory fight scene, and during the scuffle, Aquaman goes to punch Black Manta's submarine, and he gets hit by a sonic boom, which causes a huge rock to pin him down. Orm rescues Aquaman from underneath the rock, but the two baddies get away yet again. Aquaman thanks Orm for saving his life, and the two finally start getting along. So they were bickering and arguing this whole time. And uh, Orm is very standoffish towards Aquaman, but now they're finally- They're friends. They're brothers. They're brothers, finally. Aquaman and Orm return to Atlantis and tell Atlana about Black Manta's plan to release King Korax. I feel like I'm saying that over and over again, (laughs) but they're only just learning about it themselves. So, Atlana explains that only royal Atlantean blood can release King Korax from his prison, and Orm presumes that Black Manta needs both him and Aquaman alive to free Korax. 
But Aquaman quickly realizes that his son Fishboy also has royal blood. <laughs> this baby I forgot about. Royal fish blood. He's like, I've left him back at home this whole time. <laughs> and has Black- with Tom Curry this entire time. And uh, Mera's there too, let's not forget. And Black Manta will most likely be targeting him. Fishboy, that is. So back at the lighthouse, Tom and Mera are looking after baby Fishboy. They've got him in a little fish tank. He's swimming laps. <laughs> and Mera says, finally, I can get some actual screen time in this movie. But right on cue, Black Manta and his army of sea monsters burst into the lighthouse and grab Fishboy. Mera and Tom put up a fight, but Mera is captured by the sea monsters and Black Manta stabs Tom with the black trident. Black Manta blows up the lighthouse and returns to the sea with uh, Fishboy and Mera, Burns of course. his home. Burns it down. Aquaman and Atlanta arrive at the lighthouse too late, finding it in flames. They find Tom near death. And he tells them that Black Manta took Fishboy and Mera. He took him. I want to ride it. Like a <laughs> panther. <laughs> Aquaman suddenly becomes deadly serious and is on a mission to save his family from Black Manta. They head to Antarctica. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they're in Antarctica. I had a few drinks and so- Oh! Uh, <laughs> when does it? When do the drinks hit? I actually have no memory of riding most of this. this Get is- out! So we're on this journey together. Yeah, that's right. How so exciting. They head to Antarctica to attempt to stop Manta's evil plans. Black Manta and Dr. Shin spent several hours spraying aerosol cans into the sky, (laughs) causing the hole in the ozone layer to grow bigger, and the increased levels of greenhouse gases melt away the iceberg that contains King Korax's prison. Makes sense? Sounds great, doesn't it? (laughs) So, the the whole Lost Kingdom was trapped in ice this whole time. Of of course, yes. Which made up, like, the whole, uh, I guess, uh, a large portion of Antarctica. My my stunned silence is more of the method of them. Anyway, let's let's move on. Yeah, well, I couldn't... (laughs) They could have just got, like, a huge jackhammer or a jackhammer. <laughs> no, that's too hard. Like, it's too cold for machinery to <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, right. So, it needs to be a little bit warmer. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like they've got aerosol cans. are going... Black Manta has, like, a laser eye thing on his helmet, too. No, no, no. That's too cold. That does not work. Too cold. This is a big kingdom that they're thawing out. of course. It'd take too long. It's too hard. They need to do this over several years. Well, they had lots of aerosol cans. So King it's a Korax- big aerosol can ray that shoots into the sky. <laughs> so King Korax's kingdom looks exactly like Mordor from Lord of the Rings. Cool. I also want to point out as well that King Korax is just a copy of Sauron. Yeah, I thought that too. So Black Manta uses Fishboy to release King Korax's spirit from its imprisonment. I'm imagining he's just like holding up his like body to like a little doorway and he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> like I don't imagine he'll like prick him and take his blood or anything like that because it's a baby and this is like a movie for children. So they, they won't go that like dark with it. Uh, and the spirit possesses Black Manta, the spirit of uh, King Korax, that is, transforming him into a physical embodiment of Korax. Korax rallies his army of sea monsters, just as Aquaman and Orm arrive, accompanied by cool music. Sounding good so far? Sounds great. Aquaman rides in on a giant seahorse, waving his trident <laughs> waving his trident around his head and screaming, Yeah! <laughs> he clashes with King Korax, and the CGI explodes off the screen. Orm fights against Dr. Shin, who is piloting a robotic octopus. So, all of their um, submarines They're like, like octopuses. Yeah, they've got big tentacles. Yeah. The robotic octopus beats the crap out of Orm, but he is saved at the last second by Mera, who managed to free herself. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah, she's capable. She's capable. Mera smashes the glass window leading to Dr. Shin's control panel, and Dr. Shin and the octopus sink into the dark depths. Dead? Presumably dead. And it's cold water too, so he freezes to death and then dies from drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it does. <laughs> So Aquaman and King Korax fight each other with their tridents, and Aquaman manages to beat Korax by calling on his ocean friends to help. So, like, whales come in, nice. sharks come in, yes. dolphins come in, and they're all, like, beating up Korax. 
<laughs> They're all taking turns yeah. with, their, with their tails. Yes, that's right. And the sharks are biting him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that sounds great. Sounds so good. Orm and Mera join in on the fight and Korax is killed once and for all. So they're able to combine their powers together. So working together takes the, down the big bad guy. And zap away Korax. So with Korax gone, Black Manta returns to normal and he's sent to jail by the fish police. <laughs> As is standard. I was planning on killing him off, but I'm like, well, they'll probably want him around for future Aquaman movies if they're going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> so yeah, he, it, it's real Matty D style. They go to prison. You, the bad guy goes to prison. Don't blame this on me. Well, that's what you like to do in your plots. Doesn't usually happen in the movies, but you know. DC, I guess they're better at not killing off all of their villains. Yeah. With Marvel, they love to kill off all their villains. So with Mera and Fishboy finally safe, Aquaman and Orm return to Atlantis. Since he wants to spend more time with his family, Aquaman tells Orm that he can finally be the Ocean Master and rule Atlantis. Wow. So he goes back to being the ruler again. He's like, great. So, yeah. That's what I so want. the conflict at the start of the movie is completely reversed yeah. at the end of this movie. And, um, yeah. So he doesn't have a job now, Aquaman. We've is. come no, full actually, circle. He can rebuild the lighthouse and take over as the lighthouse keeper <laughs> from his dad. lighthouse keeper. Yeah. So Aquaman. Oh, here we go. Did oh, I yeah. really fucking write this down? All right. I can't wait. So Aquaman, Mera, and Atlanta and Orm have a funeral for Tom. You know, they're, maybe they bury him near the, the remains of the, the lighthouse. The lighthouse, nice. Gonna, all the fish friends are going to help rebuild the lighthouse. <laughs> Aquaman asks Orm if he's hungry, and Orm says that he wants to eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> and Aquaman smiles sadly and says, my dad used to eat cheeseburgers, and the audience cries, and this movie makes over a billion dollars at the box office. Shameless, sir. Now, actually, I don't, I don't actually think that this movie is going to make as much money as the first no, one. they're predicting a bomb. I'm predicting a bomb as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've I'm heard predicting. reviewers have left this movie, like, at early releases. Does that mean movie. I can too? They, they've, uh, or critics have, like, in, like, a- I've not heard this at all. Tell sh- me more. Well, I don't know. They've done showings of this movie, yeah? Ah, uh, preview screenings, I believe. And I believe critics have walked out. That's what Ooh. I've heard. Oh, wow. And I just- I Must just, be pretty I, bad. Maybe, maybe I've heard wrong, but that, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of good things- Rummage well, just about going movie. at like at the the rate that superheroes are going now, like superhero movies are going now, like the Marvels didn't make any money. It was the first box office, actual box office bomb that uh, yeah. Marvel has ever released. This- if they can't make money, then fucking DC has no chance. It's at a really bad time for this movie because you've got the whole Amber Heard stuff, yes. which is going to so drive- people are going to boycott the movie Pe- because of yeah, that. People are going to boycott the movie because of this, and they've already said that it has nothing to do with an extended universe. So people no. are going to be like, "Well, why bother?" Right? Yeah, exactly, and. DC and superhero movies are not in a good popular state right now. People well, are just superhero movies in general driving to see them. So exactly, that's like three things that are going to affect this movie. Exactly, and look at the Flash. <laughs> look at the Flash. Oh boy, if the Flash is anything to go by. This movie is in trouble, and I'm going to predict that it's going to be a bomb. It's not going to make a billion dollars. I don't even think it's going to make like five hundred million. I want to add to that prediction too because I think it's going to cool. be a bomb as Jump well. on this bandwagon. It might be the worst. DC movie as far as like wow okay goes. as far as success oh, okay, goes money okay, cool. wise money okay. wise but we'll see we'll see we'll see we will see all right well that was great um, I'm glad you think so <laughs> it was an interesting tactic you you went with but you know what I think we've got some similarities between us oh, I can good. definitely see bits of the trailer in your in your plot so you've managed yeah. to shoehorn them in which was really hard right because there oh boy there's stuff that happens in this movie or sorry there's stuff that happens in this trailer that you're like hey, when does when does this happen and when does yeah. that happen and you're like this couldn't possibly happen at this point mm. in this movie because this already has to happen over mm. here and, and that can't happen until later and he's wearing a different uniform at That's certain right. stages so it was really hard to piece it all together and i think that was the the hard part of this prediction did i do any better probably not but let's go into it so i think mm. that the movie is going to start off with a flashback, 
A right? flashback, you say? Is and it a 10-minute s- childhood flashback? And it might start with a tyrannical leader Great. named Korax that I've just found out you in the last steal few that minutes. can't steal that from me. I'm going to give you a bonus point okay, for cool. that because I did not know that this character's name was Korax. I tried All to good. look into comic book characters. Maybe it's an he obvious- He is a comic character. Yeah. I, it doesn't surprise me that he probably is, but I couldn't see who this person was. I couldn't find out who that, that person was. I did a rush job on the research, clearly, but yeah, this will be Korax. Green Sauron. And he will fight an army of Atlanteans led by King Atlans, who we know is the ancestor of Aquaman. Um, We're going to have a narrator telling us that this is how Korax was defeated. So we're going to see a big fight scene between Korax and the Atlanteans. So Atlan uses his trident to cut off Korax's fingers. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And for some reason that kills him. That kills him because he can't hold the triton. He doesn't have yeah. fingers, doesn't yeah, have yeah, digits. That's, there you go. So essentially they're going sti- to take his triton and uh, that's going to sort of imprison or take away the power from Korax. And we're going to see this in the opening scene of the So movie. Atlan, he goes to an underwater volcano mm-hmm. and he goes to like throw in- uh- goes to throw the, the black trident into the volcano, <laughs> the underwater volcano- but then they're like- One of the Atlanteans the- was just like, no. Yeah, he goes, uh, sealed all. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, exactly. And they keep it because they're anyway. greedy. I, it's, there's a lot of similarities right there because each kingdom has a trident as well. That's right. So you can kind of like link it to the rings of power. Everything I saw in that first Aquaman movie, by the way, was just ripped off from another movie. Mm. There was nothing new in it. So <laughs> I'm seeing the same thing with this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and I do I do think they're going to explain in this opening that, you know, each each kingdom has the trident, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, yep. we're going to jump to Professor Shin is telling- uh, Did you say Professor? <laughs> professor. You said it Shin. like uh, you said it like Sean Connery would. <laughs> Professor shit. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm being mean. Anyway, 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 yeah. So he's going to tell Black Manta that he may have discovered a secret city. Oh, now in the first movie, the post credit scene is um, Professor Shin and Black Manta joining forces for you know nefarious reasons. Yep. Shin wants to find he's Atlanta. Sh- I like that he's a professor in your plot. He's got a promotion. He's, he's not a professor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yep. Well, there you go. I mean, Doctor and Professor can be kind of the same thing. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) But is he a comic book character? Uh, I assume so. I assume so. I didn't look too much into it, to be honest. Neither did I. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So, Black Manta is going to sort of suit up. He's going to jump into one of those octopods. That's what I call them, the submarines that you talked about. They kind of move like an octopus. So, because Black Manta is working with Professor or Dr. Shin, he now has access to all this technology he didn't have before. So, that's going to be a big part of them two working together as a team. Anyway, he's going to go to this secret city and it's it's going to be like a nondescript underwater sort of ancient arena. He's going to fight a bunch of guards that are guarding this lost triton. Think kind of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade or a lot of Indiana Jones kind of movies where there's these guards that are guarding this ancient relic. Well, in uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, they have to go to a ship that's at the bottom of the ocean Mm -hmm. to get like a a chest that has like a doohickey in it, Mm -hmm. part of the dial in it. Mm -hmm. And it's being guarded essentially by eels. Because they're like the snakes of the sea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eels. Yeah. And is Indy scared of them? Yes. Of course. Of course. Does it affect the movie? No. <laughs> but anyway, back to- Maybe the eels that are guarding it. No, I think they'll just be like fish people. Anyway, Manta is going to just jump in, kill all these characters with with a, with his army as well. Yep. Of ne'er-do-wells, and he's going to take the Dark Triton. 
Is it the Black Triton or the Dark Triton? Black Triton. The Black Triton. Because it goes with Black Manta. He's going to take the Black Triton. And that's going to be our opening. We're going to get our title sequence. Yep. Now, we're going to jump to see what Aquaman has been doing since we left him in the first movie. And what is he- What is he up to? He's been enjoying life. He's been with his family. So, he's going to put Aqua Baby to sleep. This is what we're going to see. And we're going to have a changing diaper gag. What happens in the chair? Where he pees it. in Aquaman's face. I think he's just going to like pee up and then Aquaman's going to miss that. Has to dodge it like the Matrix. He's, he's not going to pee in his face, but it's just going to be played for laughs. Aquaman, a lot of Aquaman. Maybe scenes, he has explosive like diarrhea. Yeah. Like babies do. That's what they'll do. <laughs> he has to dodge it. <laughs> Maris is wow. like, me too. <laughs> oh, great. In the bed. Yes. Sorry, everybody. Yes, We've just yes, hit yes. the bottom of the barrel. We've gone as low as we could possibly go. So after a long day of being a dad, he goes downstairs and he has drinks with his old man, Tom Curry, where they have a heart to heart about fatherhood and how hard fatherhood is. Yep. And, you know, what it was what it was like for him and what it's now like for Aquaman. Now they've had a few drinks. I was de-aged. <laughs> <laughs> Very questionable CGI. Yeah. That's how I dealt with racing you. Yes, yes. Oh, that CGI was that de aging was pretty rough. Yes, it was pretty rough. And the wig that they got tomorrow morning. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy, poor guy. So Aquaman's going to wake up. He's a little hungover because he's had a few beers. Yep. Tom Curry's like sleeping on the table. They both pretty much just slept there after after they yep. knocked back a few. Sounds great. It's like us after the podcast. And yeah. he suits up and goes to Atlantis, where we'll see some nice visuals of the beautiful Atlantean city. Fish people walking around, passing packages to each other, etc. Ek- Baskets. Etc. Yeah. Baskets, packages, yeah. whatever. Arthur, now we're going to see that Arthur- have a mailing system down in Atlantis. <laughs> sure, sure. They have pen pals. Yeah. <laughs> they can't do like pigeons. No. It'll be like fish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Well, they can talk to them, so. So, Arthur pretty much sucks at being the leader. He seems disinterested in being a king and yep. relies a lot on his advisors, which are going to be Nicole Kidman's character. What was her name again? Atlana. Atlana. So, it's going to be Atlana and, and all, it's going to be- Dolph- Not at all stupidly named Atlana. <laughs> and it's going to be Dolph Lundgren's character as well. So, they're, they're his yep. advisors. Cool. Uh, I thought Defoe was still alive in this movie, so I was going to put him there, but- well, we don't oh, know. Well, but, yeah. We don't well, know, we know he's, he's, not in, he's not in this movie, That's right. right. So I was going to say it was going to be Defoe's character, but maybe it'll be Lundgren. That's, okay, that's some retroactive fixing there. Cool. But yeah, he think about this. Like he's sitting on his throne, and a lot of people are coming to him with needless, like, kind of problems. Problems, yeah, yeah. problems. And he's got to sit through meetings, and it's this Aquaman. So is, like Thor, Love and Thunder, right? No, exactly. This is not about it at all. Since the first movie ripped off Thor, might as well do it again. <laughs> like it's the exact same plot beats as that first Thor movie. It very much is. It, it reminds me a lot of Thor. I'm surprised that Orm isn't just called Loki. <laughs> yes. Anyway, suddenly they're attacked, and there's a huge fighting scene where these waterships attack Atlantis, and Aquaman has to go up and fight fight them off. Huge action scene, but they yeah. manage to defeat them. Bad guys go away. So far, our plots are almost beat by beat the same. Very much, yeah. Can't wait to hear it uh, go in a different direction. <laughs> the global warming aerosol can's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept calling her Nicole Kidman in my notes, so I'm just going to keep going with Atlanta. it. Atlanta. Atlanta advises that um, not everyone's a fan of Aquaman and his new rule, and that's why people have become frustrated and sort of attacking him. It's like, you need to right. you need to fix it, but not everyone's going to be a fan of you, and you need to be aware of that. It's like the movie-going audience. <laughs> and so Aquaman goes, look, this is, this is too much. Look, I'm going to leave the kingdom to you guys. You guys look after everything. I'm going to spend the weekend with my family. I'm taking a vacation. Great. Which he does. He goes back to the surface and is greeted by uh, Mira. They have like a nice little tender Mira. moment. Mira, her, 
Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to appear in my plot a lot. Well, she didn't appear in my plot a lot. And I don't think she's going to appear in the movie a lot. No. I think that's a decision that they've made already. Yep. We're going to see some scenes where you said it was them doing the haka. I think it's going to be Arthur Curry and Tom Curry practicing fighting. Okay. So they're doing like some kung fu for the family while the, while the two ladies are sitting on a, like a, a blanket, a uh, picnic blanket. He, you know, he, like, he's, he's Lady and Aqua Baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're just there going, everybody was kung fu fighting. You know, they they got like sticks and they got to keep got to keep active, right? Yeah, he's I guess a so. fighter, they're warriors. Well, he's a warrior, Aquaman is. Do do like Polynesians have like a their version of the haka? I remember seeing something similar to that in um what was it, Hobbs and Shaw, where they, they, could where do, they go to Samoa. They could do. I'm not too sure. I don't want to say. Do they call wrong. it the Harker? Probably not. Yeah, who knows? But you know, I, I was basically just saying that because yeah, uh, I mean, Jamora Morrison. So, so for you, it's just going to be like a tribal. tribal yeah, that's dance. right. That's right. For my similar plot, to the Harker. For you, they're doing kicks and flips yeah, and they're, they're karate tra- chops. They're training. Yep. And like Arthur Curry is sort of showing his dad a bit, and his dad's showing him a bit, and he doesn't want to yeah. be left behind by the young Tom, blood. Tom Curry, not really a fighter, but you know, <laughs> he's trying his hardest. <laughs> you can't let his son beat him at anything. Come on. Now, uh, Arthur Curry's going to embrace his child, have a little hug, mm-hmm. go nose to nose with him. And a little while later inside, while Aquababy is talking to the goldfish, Aquaman picks up a distress signal. So there's like that little oh, yeah. vibration and he's going, oh, you're talking to the fish. Da, da, da. But then all of a sudden, Aquaman hears another signal and goes, oh, no, something bad's happening. So I need to go right now. So like a passing dolphin sends him like a message. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. So he jumps into the water and swims away. And it turns out that Manta is destroying an underwater kingdom, not Atlantis, a different one. Okay. And is attempting to lure Aquaman in. So he thinks, oh, you know, if I just attack a city, he's the king of Atlantis. He's kind of like the guy. He's the superhero of the underwater world. If I do something, he's going to come and I'm going to be able to kill him. Get my revenge on Aquaman because Black Manta doesn't know where Atlantis is. Oh, he doesn't? I'm going to say no. (laughs) Because I was going to say he was there in the movie. He's forgotten. <laughs> Poor Dr. Shin is just like, you promised. You promised we would go and you can't remember. You're like Matty D on the podcast. Uh, I already said he has advanced tech given to him by Shin. Yep. Makes him stronger than before, but the Trident is also making him stronger than before. Yep. Aquaman and Manta have a fight and- even though Manta is stronger, he does defeat Manta still, and Manta retreats, yeah, yeah. yep. saying that he is after Aquaman and his bloodline as he does so. And Aquaman goes, "Oh no, this is bad for me." So Aquaman's going to, yeah, Aquaman. So at this point, Aquaman's going to realize that if he's after the bloodline, I need to, you know, get my bloodline together, and maybe yep. my a certain brother of mine can actually help out. So he's going to venture to a desert location where Ooh. his brother is imprisoned and go on a rescue mission. For the Ocean Master. So, League's going to release him. The ocean- oh, as easy as that. As easy as that. He's going to do, like, he's going to use an invisible suit, much like you said we yep. see it in the trailer, to sneak in. The stealth suit. And once he uncovers his brother, his brother is, like, all bearded and tattered up. Yep. But because he Aquaman's- like, uh, He looks like the, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, he does too. He does too. Uh, because Aquaman's not a very subtle person, eventually his loud presence is going to- uh, alert the guards, which are kind of like these rhino kind of creatures. Yeah, CGI monsters. Mm, yeah, and so they're going to have a fight scene as they fight their way out. So a little bit about these two. The dynamic of these two are going to be that uh, Orm is going to be the straight man to Aquaman's- Gay man, yeah. 
Not that kind of movie. Uh, to Aquaman's more like he's kind of like a brute, um, happy-go-lucky. He's going right. to be comedic, but I don't. So you got know. the smart one and the dumb one. I don't know if it's going to land in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the Kieran and Maddie D characters, exactly. Yeah, because I look like Aquaman. Correct. And I look like Orm. <laughs> I mean, both are pretty much compliments. Yeah. I, I, Absolutely. Orm's no. Orm's no slouch. No. <laughs> Questionable hair in that first movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he gets a haircut, so it's all good. Yeah. So, Arthur explains about the Trident. That seems to have made Manta more powerful. Yeah, the Black Trident. The Black Trident, that's right. And Orm gives information about what that is. So, he knows about it. He knows that it was used by Korax, and it was a really powerful Trident that nearly killed everybody in mm. the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. So, they go back to Atlantis, which is now being attacked. Oh, my God, again. <gasps> oh, no. And Orm is mad at- um, Orm is mad at Arthur for pretty much putting his city in jeopardy. He's like, I left you as the king and this is what you do. And Aquaman just sort of shrugs it off. So they go and they fight the attackers. Now, the attackers are shark people. Oh, okay. What? Like street sharks? I I guess so. They're kind of like humanoid sharks. And once once they so they sort of fight him and they realize that these sharks are claiming to be allies to Manta, Black Manta. Okay. So they fight him off, the sharks leave, and they're like, okay, we need to we need to figure this out. And Nicole Kidman's character <laughs> is just gonna state Atlanta. that Manta is gonna uh, Manta's goal is to end the So blood this line. is why I'm questioning your uh, your memory, Matty D, because huh? I think I've said Atlanta like ten times. But in my notes it's just Nicole Kidman, because that's how I see her. Well, it's easy to remember because she's from Atlantis. She's Atlanta from Atlantis. <laughs> well, that's what Atlanta says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Realizing that they're not the end of the bloodline, Arthur then goes, oh, no, Aqua Baby's in trouble. Yeah. So, they go back to the house and the house is on fire. Does that sound yeah. familiar? And Tom has- So, been- we don't see the the house destroyed? Not yet. We're going to come- we're, uh, Aquaman's going to come and see Tom, his father, nearly dying. or He is dying. Yeah. He's on his deathbed. And Tom will sort of explain what's happened. And we're going to see- Oh, we get a flashback. Okay. Yeah. So, we're going to see that Manta comes in. He, he uses- So, I didn't explain this before, but the Triton actually has the power, and this is what Korax was able to do, to raise the dead. So, okay. his army is of sort of dead, enslaved sort of- CGI monsters, okay, let's be honest. Cool. But it, that's that's the whole thing. It's like a necromantic kind of thing. Okay, I see. And so, Manta now has this power to- First of all, he's stronger, but he can like resurrect this this army. And they attacked the lighthouse. They injured Mira, but she's not dead. Um, and they've yep. killed Tom, and he dies at this point in the movie. And they've kidnapped Aquababy. Yes. And then Aquaman says, what becomes of the broken hearted? <laughs> he does, he does. Yes, that's an obscure reference. Good luck getting that one, folks. So they decide to take Mira to Atlantis to heal because they've got the finest doctors in all the world. And Aquaman puts on his serious face. I said the same thing. Because because they messed with his family, damn it. That's right. Well, they killed his dad. Yeah. And kidnapped his baby. So the only lead they have is this shark army that attacked Atlantis. So they go to find them, but they realize they can't just go in and confront this shark people because, you know- Aquaman's an enemy. So, what they decide to do is they decide to pretend that Aquaman is Orm's prisoner and they're going to okay. sneak in and then try to get information from the shark. So, like in Star Wars, you know, the e- third Star Wars movie. Exactly like where, Star Wars. Well, yeah. like Princess Leia pretends that Chewbacca is her prisoner. New Hope, yeah. And exactly. they also ripped that off in uh, episode nine as well. Well, the reason I say that is because there's a scene in the trailer where I believe Aquaman has- 
handcuffs on. I did think it looked like he had handcuffs on, but I couldn't be couldn't be sure. Yeah. I, I don't know either, but I'm, I'm just going with it must be handcuffs. And there's two hemhead sharks near him, so I'm like, mm, okay, maybe. Uh, so the leader of the sharks is going to be a version of King Shark called Cushion? Carson? Cushion? I like Carson. I have no idea. Good. It's K-A-R-S-H-I-O-N. I saw this character was credited, so I'm going to put them here. And there'll Cashew. be some information that's going to be exchanged with them. So you said he's a version of King Shark, as in from like- Well, it's voiced by a lady. In the comics, it's a male, but it's voiced by a lady. So could okay. be a female character. It might be a male. I'm not too sure, but it's just right, going to be okay. like a shark leader. Okay, fair enough. A lot of CGI. It's going to be impressive. So it's a queen shark. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, let's say it's a queen shark. That's fun. She's married to Sylvester Stallone's character <laughs> from The Suicide Squad. There was Squad. a lot of rumours that King Shark was going to be in this movie. Well, he's not. Wouldn't that be cool, though? It would be cool, but he's he's in a different universe. Yes. No, actually, no, he is in the same universe. Yeah, he's in The Suicide Squad. But they can do whatever they want now, post-Flash. They can. They can. You know, Batman was going to be in this movie. Did you read that? He was. As in Michael Keaton's Batman was going to be in this oh, movie. Oh, I didn't see Michael Keaton. But then they didn't want it to conflict with The Flash, and this movie was made before The Flash was finished, and they didn't know which movie was going to come out first, so they just said, let's play it safe and not connect to any other DC movies. Yeah. DCEU movies. Fair is. enough. Make it, make it way more straightforward. Yeah. Like DC is known for. <laughs> so the information that they receive in this bit in the movie is that uh, Manta is going to a lost city. Going to use the Aqua Blood, so the Aqua Baby, to sort of sacrifice and awaken Korax. And in exchange, he's going to be all powerful. Great. But part of it is also he wants to kill the bloodline. I think all that stuff about like global warming, global catastrophe is just like a result of what they're doing. Uh, so okay. Orm and- so you're just hand-waving that. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm hand-waving it. So Orm and Aquaman will reveal that this is all a ruse the entire time and have to fight their way out of this shark kingdom. They'll escape and be pursued by Octopi. Eventually, Aquaman will call Octopods. on a- Oh, I see. That's the plural of, of Octopi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go. Very nice. Um, and he will- Aquaman will call on a seahorse, and that's what we're going to see the scene where he's like yahooing around. <laughs> yeah. See what's weird? In the, in the trailers, he's kind of like a goof. And then they have the bit where his baby is missing. And then he's like, oh, I'm really mad now. The stakes are really high. And then you see him as a goof again. So unless I've got well, the context- Unless i got the context wrong- Do you remember how tonally inconsistent <laughs> that first movie was? Same director, same writer. I don't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to admit that the tone was oh, all yeah, over the place. It, it, was very, it was very all over like, the place. They established it as goofy at the start. And then they want us to take it seriously again <laughs> yes. in, the, in the next scene. Yeah. So we got, we're at least consistent Everyone's with the Everyone's spouting tone. all this gobbledygook. <laughs> Exposition. With, like, with a straight face. And Exposition, I'm like, you, you man. I felt embarrassed for the actors. I'm like, I'm looking at Willem Dafoe spout all this gobbledygook <laughs> and he's wearing like a man bun in this skin tight outfit. I'm like, look what these great actors are reduced Don't to. Don't feel sorry for his payday. Well, yeah, exactly. Couldn't have been that good if he's not coming back for this one. He does this so he can do Lighthouse. Yeah, good point. <laughs> anyway, they go to a jungle area where more sh- shenanigans ensue. Uh, right. They're going to enter the temple. This so is- why are they going there? Uh, because they're going to have mo- they have more information about this Triton there. Okay, so there's just a library there with all this information. Yes, cool. Actually, I'm going to what, what I what I will say is they believe that this is the lost city. Right, that so Manta is going to the lost city is in the on the island, like in a jungle. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. how does Black Manta know where to find it if it's lost? Because the professor knows. <laughs> the He's doctor figured it out. The doctor. <laughs> so they go there, or you know, Korax could know. Yeah, Korax probably told him. They're friends. That's so, a great point. So there's and there's going to be the scene here where Aquaman uses a statue to form a bridge. 
Um, yep. that's it. And they eventually they get to this sort of temple area, but they realize they're not there. But looks like they have been as in Manta and all the bad guys. But yep. looks like they had been there not so long ago. They left their rubbish behind. They left their rubbish behind. Um, and they realize that I'm going to say that. They used the blood of Aqua Baby. They didn't need to wow, kill him okay. to awaken the Korax. Maybe they used his urine. Maybe, Maybe they tied sweat. They ringed him out like a washer. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so this this sort of awakening has happened and is in our process. And now they've got to rush back to Atlantis to kind of stop this all from happening. And uh, there's going to be a map to Atlantis, but if they already know where Atlantis is, they don't really need to worry about it. Well, right. they've been to Atlantis, so it doesn't really matter. Um, wow, okay, now I'm confused. Yeah, so am I. No, um, essentially, they've just realized that the ritual that they needed to do is now in process. Great, okay. Korax is coming alive again. So, like, they, they got the baby blood and they used it in this location- mm-hmm. And that somehow activated yep. like the locate like a map and underwater to where the lost kingdom oh, is. It, this is the lost kingdom. Okay, but now it's going to open up like a little hole in the ground where Korax is going to come out of. Okay, this so is this be is in the jungle. Yes, there's this, an underwater section in the jungle. This scene is in the jungle, right? And Korax is going to appear in the in the water. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so he's nearby. They need to make it hard for Korax so he's to, nearby, yeah. to be awakened. So it's like the temple from Sonic Two. Yes. There you go. Cool. Yes. 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 Or like a lot of movies, I guess. Yes. Yep. So at this point as well, the Army of the Dead is also come oh, to life. Bruce Campbell's there. Yes, yes. There. No, wait, no, no. Dave Batista. There is more like, yep. And they're, and they're going to attack Atlantis. When um, the brothers return, they see Atlantis is in ruined. In ruins. Again? Yep. I think this is the third time that Atlantis has been attacked in your plot. It is, but it's actually being destroyed. Okay. Yeah. Because they haven't been it's able to- Black over and over and over. Jeez, they, they keep being Christ. attacked, but this like- it's actually being torn apart. Right. It's not on fire, but if it was in the surface, it would be. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so Aquaman and the Ocean Master arrive, and there's a big fight to save Atlantis. We're going to have Mera who smashes through the Octomachines to save the baby. They put the baby in the little machine. And that, that scene of the trailer with her bashing down the like. Oh, I portal. see. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Is where the baby's kept. So she's going to save the baby. So glass goes flying into the baby's face. <laughs> she dies. He dies. She dies. And then she gets Baby's involved. a boy, I presume. You've been calling him Aqua Boy the whole time. Yeah. What did I say? Did I say? She dies. Oh, as I, I, I was talking about Amber Heard, but like, yeah. <laughs> Just confusing everybody. But uh, yeah, they're, they're all okay. They're all okay. And she joins the fight. So Manta's going to see everything that's happening. They're going to yep. fight with, he's going to fight with Aquaman. But in, the, in a moment of clarity, he's going to look around at all the destruction and be like, I'm doing the wrong thing. This is not what my father, the pirate, would want. (laughs) He's took him a while. So he's going to become a good guy at this point. Um, So what's Korax doing? Korax, thank you for asking that question, because Korax is going to appear at this point in the movie. But he's not at full strength. To become at full strength, he needs to kill the whole bloodline of Aquaman. Okay. And when that happens, imagine, like, it's kind of like, I'm imagining, like, Ghostbusters 2, <laughs> where he's kind of, like, oh. almost faced in and out. So, to, the Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. Yeah, so, to come, so he's a little with, bit- With more, Oscar, the yeah, baby. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow. That tie-in, right? Yeah. So, to be at full strength, you know, he needs to kill them off. So, he's vulnerable, but if he kills the, the Aqua family, he's going to become all-powerful, right. and he's going to give Manta what he promised, which is, like, all-power as well. Okay. There you go. There we go. There we go. And but Manta has turned over a new leaf. But yeah, Manta has turned over a new leaf. They're all going to fight Korax, and Manta is going to use his laser to break the trident. Oh, there you go. Bang. And, and this weakens Korax even more, and he is defeated. But Manta is injured in the process. 
Yep, he's trapped under a huge missile <laughs> in a submarine. <laughs> he is, he is. Manta dies, but is forgiven by Aquaman. The entire army of the dead sort of all kind of shrivel up and die. They all cry out and die. Korax yeah. is defeated for good, and everybody is happy. Now, Aquaman decides that his brother is a strong leader. Okay. So, we'll actually work together in leading Atlantis. Ah, they're doing like a co-leadership mm. thing. It Very gives, interesting. It gives Aquaman more balance in his life, because the, yep. cl- the whole struggle of this movie is like balancing his work life and his home life. He's got more flexibility in the workplace. Yeah, and also from home now. Also, uh, Orm is like, he he fills in for Aquaman's weaknesses. So yeah. Aquaman's not a great leader. There's many weaknesses. In in sort of, you know, the life than the bureaucracy, but the Ocean Master is. So it all works out and we have an underwater utopia. Now, I will guess that there will be a post-credit scene that will feature Bruce Wayne, played okay. by uh Ben Affleck. But who who doesn't exist in this universe anymore. So he's yeah. been replaced by George Clooney. In yes. The, in the DCEU currently. He has, but I'm still going to say Ben Affleck is going to appear in this post credit scene. Okay. And he's going to say- that everything that happened in Flash didn't matter? Well, that's what he's going to say. He's going to say, we need to find the Flash. Okay. And that is my Aquaman movie. There you go. I don't think- So, no cheeseburgers? Come on, man. And they <laughs> no say, deal? they say, Tom Curry likes cheeseburgers. <laughs> and then they will say, Mantle likes cheeseburgers too. And they'll all cry, but because they're underwater, no one will know. <laughs> That's great. Hmm? That's great. Well, well Wrap done, Matty D. Wrap a bow on it. We're done. Well done, Matty D. Now, you, the dear listener, do you have any idea of what you think is going to happen in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? You can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Or you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know any of your thoughts. Are you excited to see Aquaman back? Do you think the movie is going to be a box office bomb? Won't that be disappointing to uh, DC if they're like, they're really banking on it, making a lot of money again, like the first one did, and it just doesn't? Wow. Maybe this one will be a success. Who it knows? It could be. It could Who be. knows? Anything know. could happen. It might revitalize the DCU. Well, they need all the help they can get. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And this is quite apt. The timing of this is quite good because with the with, with, in discussing 2018's Aquaman, we, we said that that was one of the highest grossing superhero movies ever made. And believe it or not, next week we are talking about another superhero movie, another one of the highest grossing superhero movies ever made, and it's Spider-Man No Way Home, which I'm very excited to talk about. Yeah, we've been waiting for this movie for so long to yes, talk that's about right. that is. And let's not forget that we called this movie, both of us, both Manny D and I, called this our favourite movie of, what was it, 2022? Or was it 20, no, it was 2021. It was our favourite movie of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to get into why we both thought that. Yes. So please join us next week when we're going to see how well we did with predicting the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home. And until then, we'll see you next time. No, man. Don't say that. Why say that? He bangs chicks. Good for him. He fucks dudes. Got no problem with that. He starts fucking fish. That's taking it a step too far. Aquaman fucks fish? Yeah. I don't believe it. Guy on Twitter works for the aquarium. Said for 50 bucks he brings him in the back so he can have his way with a sturgeon. I refuse to believe that. And I refuse to believe that at Pepe the Frog 89 is lying to me for no reason. Go fuck another fish, asshole. I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. It's not a rumor. Fuck you, Barry. Oh my gosh, my favorite one! Aquaman! Aquaman!
so awesome. <laughs>